Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey, everybody. Uh, hey, it's Jenny. And Kristen. From before. Yep, hi. You might remember us. <laughs> uh, before we get started with today's episode, we have a few things to talk to you about. Yes, we do. First of all, in case you have missed this memo, we are so, so excited uh, to have Laura Zach and Brittany Ashley on board with us covering everybody's favorite detective, Angel, <laughs> via their new podcast, Angel on Top. Yes, it started last week. And um, as you have probably learned, we are going every other week and they are in between us. Yeah, it's like a never ending sandwich. Yeah, just Buffy Four Angel, Buffy ladies. Angel, oh, Buffy Angel. That, oh, yeah. Or yeah, yeah. sure, sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Both ways. <laughs> uh, also... We have some new stuff in our store that we want to let you know about. Yes. We yes, have yes. a tote bag that says uh, Just Keep Fighting. It's a black tote bag with white text. It looks rad. We have a new Just Keep Fighting t-shirt that's in bright summery colors. We have Jenny's favorite item. What is it, Jenny? Diner mug. A diner mug. A smash says, the demon lizard patriarchy diner mug. Yes. Hot, 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 hot. Yes. Super, super fun. So you can go and check that out. Bufferingthevampireslayer.com. Just click on shop. Also, we will be doing a live taping in Brooklyn, New York on July 8th. We are so excited. We will be taping our episode for Beer Bad. <laughs> beer so bad. Beer the worst. <laughs> yeah, we're very excited to drink beer while taping that episode. We'll right? need the beer. We will. We'll all need that beer. Um, so, yeah, you can find out information and get, get your tickets at bufferingthevampireslayer.com slash beer bad. It'll take you to the ticketing page. One more thing before we go into today's episode. Um, some of you have probably already seen our posts on social media uh, as of, what is it, a week and a half ago? Um, but we know that not everybody uses social media. And even if you do, algorithms are weird. And maybe you haven't seen the announcement that we made. So we'd like to um, read the announcement that we posted so that we're all on the same page about something that Jenny and I have been moving through for the last few months. Yes. So we're going to read to you. It's easier for us. Alternating paragraphs. Yeah. Like a team. Like a team. Uh, as some of you already know, Kristen and I have been moving through a difficult time over the past few months. We live a complicated life where a lot of our personal experiences are public, and we feel very thankful for that in many ways because of how it connects us to all of you. We have spent the past nine years in each other's lives and the past five years married. We have been through so much together, including creating a podcast which has grown a community that astounds us every day. Over the past several months, we've uncovered a difficult truth, which we know will be surprising to many of you as it was surprising to both of us. We've come to realize that we will be better, both to ourselves and to each other, within the context of a friendship rather than a marriage. One of our top priorities as we move through our separation is continuing to cultivate the beautiful community that has been created by Buffering the Vampire Slayer. While we know that there have been and will be bumps along the way, we have every intention of continuing to produce buffering together. We have been privately moving through this for several months, and your collective love has been much of what has supported us. There will undoubtedly be some temporary structural changes as we move to heal the parts that hurt the most, but we are still here, and we are still with you all. 
We also know that queer love is a very powerful thing to witness. With that in mind, we still want you all to know that our love was and is still powerful and that we care very deeply for one another and that our split will not change that fundamental truth. We know that you'll respect our privacy during this difficult time and we appreciate you all the more for it. So sorry to read that to you, but I feel like we we put um, a lot of work into the words and they would do us better justice than trying to fumble our way through saying new words right now. On the fly, yeah. Yeah, and um, we, as of the taping of this, we have posted that on social media and we have not even looked at social media, but from the reports that we've received, the only thing happening out there is love and support for us. And we, you know, we didn't expect anything less, honestly, um, but we appreciate you all for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and we'll be moving through it. You know, season four is going to be us moving through some stuff, some hard stuff together um, and some hard stuff apart. And you all are really one of the biggest reasons that we've been able to move through it as gracefully as we have so far. Truly. So thank you all. Thank you all for your love. Thank you all for continuing to believe in us. And thank you all for your patience as we move through what is uncharted territory. Right, Jenny? That's right. <laughs> yes. Shall we go into this episode? Yeah. You know what would help, would really lift my spirits some, right about some now? Buffy? Talking about Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Buffering the Vampire Slayer, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer one at a time, spoiler free. I am Jenny Owen Youngs. And I am Kristen Russo. And this week we're talking about season four, episode two, Living Conditions, which I like to refer to as season college episode. (laughs) I think you should try again. You did a really good share earlier. Oh. Oh, you want like full share? Yeah, I want you to do what you were doing while you walked up the stairs. <laughs> no, it's too much. <laughs> Season college episode. <laughs> no. Come on, Jenny. Why don't we just let Cher do it? Okay. Do you believe in life after love? I can feel something inside me say. I really don't think you're strong enough, no. Beautiful. Taking me back to the 90s and how. That I'd say song. her share impression is better than mine. That Cher's share impre- impression yeah. is better than yours? Yeah, 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 yours is good, though. Just so everybody knows, Jenny can do a pretty great share impression, but apparently You'll only never for me. <laughs> uh, stay tuned at the end of this podcast every week for an original song written by us, recapping the Buffy episode we are discussing. Living Conditions was written by Marty Noxon and directed by David Grossman, and it originally aired on October 12th, 1999. This is the one where Buffy finds herself at odds with her new roommate and is troubled by a series of disturbing dreams involving a soul-sucking demon. (laughs) This Ah. is the one with Kathy. Kathy! Kathy! Oh my god. Have you ever seen anyone better at being passive-aggressive in your life? I don't know if there is, if there is like a, if they could have there is no better person that they could have cast. Right? There is no better uh, series of events and dialogue that could have been written. This is like the perfect passive-aggressive roommate situation. It really, in the build of it, it's like, I'm sure that you all felt the way we felt watching this. It's like, 
every time Kathy inserts herself into another thing, you like scream at the television. Like, no, <laughs> Kathy again. Yeah, <laughs> Kathy again. But yeah, a perfect series of shit. It's just like it starts strong. She irons her jeans. She irons her jeans. And listens to Cher. Le- well, I mean, like listening to Cher is like a fun way of illustrating that, you know, Kathy is listening to the divas on VH1. Or she's just listening to one Cher song over and 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 over again right okay <laughs> solid illustrative point jenny thank you but um but share was a big part of my uh listening rotation as a gay person in the 90s was it d- oh, did you not uh, no. frequent gay dance clubs sure didn't well i'll tell you if you had jenny you would have danced share all, all the time all share all the time so so share alone is not enough to round out kathy for me but the repetition of the song along with ironing her jeans, along with this scene where she's like, going out? Oh, I just didn't realize. Like, oh, Kathy. And like the phone call log system. We should explain. Yes. We should explain for our younger listeners, of course, that phones. Once upon a time when you were at college uh, and you used a landline, your room had a landline, um, you would get charged at the end of every semester Mm -hmm. for uh, outbound calls. So you would often use... What's wild is that like Buffy and Willow were just calling each other. Like she like cites when like Buffy and Willow have an, an inter-campus yeah, that, call. Inter-campus calls that's don't trash. count. Yeah, that's that, trash. That is trash. But also, did you ever use, because like using, instead of my roommates and I like making long distance calls on our line and then like itemizing the bill, we just had calling cards. Yeah, we had a call, like an ID number that we would punch That you would punch in. in. Mm-hmm. Calling cards? Do you remember calling cards? Yes. Like, I used them to call my friends that I made on internet chat <laughs> Let me just tell you, for the for the uninitiated in the world of calling cards, you have never hit so many buttons in so your whole, and you mess up buttons. one at the end, and you have to start all the way back at the beginning again. Yeah. You'd like dial the 1-800 number, and it'd be like, now enter your PIN, and then you'd enter your PIN, and then it'd be like, now enter your calling card number, and then you'd enter your calling card number, and then it'd be like, now enter the number you want to dial. And if you fucked up one fucking digit, oh, it was really- Yeah. It anyway. was intensive. It was intensive. So thanks for st- uh, sticking with our calling card phone lesson yeah. of this episode. Yeah. Also, uh, an appearance by a couple of things that mean something to me. One is Jolt. Buffy's like, I'm going to get a Jolt. Do you remember Jolt? The soda? Is that? I thought she was just like casually referring to like, I'm going to go like get some caffeine. Oh, I like a Jolt of caffeine. But you can't just say a Jolt in the 90s and not mean a Jolt. Really? I don't know. Do you want to get in our time capsule and see how it it plays? I don't think Jolt was like such a part of my life. Oh. I think Surge maybe is like a little more familiar to me. Yeah, Surge I think Also, do you remember Fruitopia? Yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I hit on something for myself. (laughs) The other thing that really struck me, and I think will strike you too, Jenny, is um, milk is a really big part of this episode. Gross. (laughs) Milk is here. Chris Barron, if you're listening, uh, milk is here. It's it's one of your favorite episodes, I'm sure, of the series. Now listen, Mm. how did Kathy noticed that some milk was missing if Buffy just used some in her coffee. She measures her pencils to make sure they're the same length. She probably had a mark on where the fucking milk was. Mm. She sucks. Also, to this... One time... Oh, sorry. Yes, one time. One time time at band camp. Yeah, one time (laughs) I was living with someone and the situation was extremely Uh passive-aggressive for reasons we don't need to get into. 
But they uh they left like post-it notes all over food in the fridge that said like not yours. <gasps> not yours. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically what Kathy does. Yeah. <laughs> with Kathy's name. Uh I had a um situation. It wasn't my roommate, but the girl that I was dating. It was her roommate. Uh and he would when she, when he felt that she didn't clean the apartment enough, he would take his shower and then take Comet and put Comet all at the bottom of the tub so that when she got up, she literally couldn't take a shower without cleaning the tub because she'd have to stand in the Comet. Who the fuck did that? <laughs> well, that, that happened to Jen Robichaux, my oh, ex, Jen Robichaux. my I won't God. name the roommate just in case. Don't want to drag <laughs> any humans through the mud here. But yeah, pretty fucked up, right? Wow. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to say about this scene, too, and just generally, uh, Dagny Kerr, I don't know if that's how you say this actress's name, but to, she's amazing. She's amazing. And there's a moment in this scene where she, like, looks back, like, she, like, goes to back to iron her jeans and she, like, looks back at Buffy and does this, like, Kathy grin, like, hey, guys, you know? <laughs> and it's just so <laughs> Good. Oh, Kathy, one of my favorite characters of all time. Wow. Like favorite to hate, you know? She just like yeah, fucking yeah. nails it. She's I've never seen anyone play a passive aggressive roommate better than Dagny Care. Yeah, amazing. Sorry if I'm saying your name wrong, but well. there you have it. So anyway, so like we see Buffy go out into campus and she's talking to Willow. And then, of course, there's like a glowy-eyed demon watching them. Yes, there is. But uh, before we see the glowy-eyed demon, Willow has a line that I feel like you probably wrote down too, Jenny. What's which, that? What, what's the... Oh, yeah. Me with the Gurren girl. Me with the Gurren girl. Willow's going hard on college, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like... She, she's like learning all about fucking Riot Girl. Yeah, yeah. She's buying some like uh, bikini, bikini kill, kill CDs. <laughs> Putting up some like Tori Amos posters on her walls. Oh, wow. Just saying. Yeah. Um, anyway, then we go to the credits. And they're still what they were last week. Giles still has a chainsaw and a tuxedo. Yes. Oh my God, imagine if he was wielding the chainsaw while wearing the tuxedo. Wow, one can only hope. We still have three seasons. Maybe it'll yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if not, we have our dreams. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> oh, this is so upsetting. <laughs> Buffy's just out, ready to go to work, patrol, and then, ugh. Yeah, this is the first, the first moment where you're oh, like. Oh, it's Kathy. <laughs> she wants a decaf latte. It and sounds she, like heaven. She's always like bouncing, too. She's just like very light on her feet, Kathy, you yeah, know? Also, yeah, those yeah. Capri, like the styling of Kathy is oh also my God. spot on. It's just like so hateful. Yeah. They're like. <laughs> How can we make this person <laughs> the most hateable? <laughs> but, but, but Buffy says like mom of momdomia or whatever. Yeah, and it's yeah, like totally. they nail it. She's like wearing white capri pants with this like short haircut and yep. she's listening yep. to divas. Yep. Like she's they really nail it. Uh also when she gets thrown into the into the bushes mm -hmm. and then comes out of the bushes, she says my favorite line in the episode, which is, What the blizzard? <laughs> <laughs> This is really oh good. It's really good. So yeah. Buffy yeah. bites off the glowy-eyed demon. Kathy's sweater is ruined. Oh my god! The She's way so that she upset. says, "Look at my sweater. It's ruined." Ah! <laughs> it's kind of hard. I've watched this episode three times in the last like couple of weeks. Ooh, that's a lot of Kathy. It's a hard episode to watch <laughs> and endure. <laughs> 
Oh, so we get a, a momentary break from Kathy into one of our favorite ongoing arcs of this season so far, which is fucking Giles. Bachelor Giles. Listen, Buffy <laughs> is just straight up going through his mail. That is a federal offense. <laughs> yeah, he's looking at what? Mopeds? Uh, yeah, he's got a little uh, scooter and motorcycle magazine uh. coming through. And, <laughs> and he's gets back from a run and he's like mm, you've caught me I'm a mod jogger a mod jogger also like Bo- Giles runs that's the thing that's totally. a new thing for Giles yep. I didn't picture him jogging when he was a librarian so I feel like it's no, a yeah. new habit you it's know definitely a retiree Giles right? kind of yeah he needs to get out of the up. house mm-hmm. he needs to have some reason to get out of the house uh, we know Olivia is keeping him in the house, but uh, well, Olivia's probably gone back to London. I know, but a girl can dream. Mm. <laughs> um, also, Buffy wants to hang out with Giles. Like, what are you doing today? Right. Which I is- love how he's like, it's actually a big day for me. Yeah, uh, my friend got a new translation of this demon encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is a cute thing, and Giles like. Giles now is giving some dadly advice and and tries to do so in the beginning of the episode where, you know, he's like, hey, you, you've never lived with anybody before and it's tricky and like you just need to stick it out, you know? And Buffy counters with, well, she measures her pencils when she sharpens them to yeah. make sure they're all the same length. Which like I have to be real. If Buffy was telling me the things that she's telling anybody about Kathy, I would be like, you're right. She's a demon. Yeah. yeah you know, like her. spot on. You should kill her. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Also, like, if you told me uh, that your roommate had a husband pillow that was cloud patterned. <laughs> also, demon evidence. Does everyone know that those are called husband pillows? Oh, yeah. that's the Just slipped right out of your mouth like it was a normal thing to call a pillow. <laughs> that's what they're called, because you know why? That, yes, because they hold you up. They support you from behind or, the way a husband should. Or because... <laughs> the patriarchy! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good one, Jenny. Thank you. Good call. Good call. So we go back to the dorm, and uh, Kathy's fucking pissed about it. Yeah, her she's trying to clean sweater. her sweater, and uh, that mud just won't come out with whatever method she's currently using, yeah, which is yeah. a scrub it dry on your knees method. Also, this is the first moment when we see her flip the rug over very pointedly. Like the rug is like flipped and she's like, this won't do. Unbelievable. So she she looks at Buffy's closet. Now, I don't know if this occurred to you, Jenny, but the lock on Buffy's closet is very bizarre to me because it seems to be keeping things inside of the closet. It's a, <laughs> it's a deadbolt, but it's on the outside. So any human on the outside can just open it Mm, yeah, you I didn't I mean? actually notice that there was a, a deadbolt. Yeah, there's just a deadbolt that like goes because she opens it to get the sweater, but it's like there's no lock until that later. That is curious. Right. That is curious. Although it is Sunnydale, so maybe you want to just like have That's true. a small area where you can lure any kind of That's true. Creature. Could use it for Oz it in. In, yep. just in case. Yep, That's yep, true. Yep, yep. Okay, solid point. Uh so she takes her she takes her sweater and she sees Kathy sees this you know, bag of weapons. Of crossbows and crosses and wooden stakes. And she's like, hmm. Yeah, which like is weird if you're a normal girl. But also, like, I feel like it's extra weird because she's a fucking demon, don't well, you Well, she's a trans-dimensional demon. Maybe they don't have vampires where she comes from dimensionally. Or weapons. Or weapons. I just, sure. yeah, um, yeah, maybe. Or maybe, like, everybody has weapons. Uh, she's just like, these are interesting, weird weapons for yeah, her yeah, to have, yeah, yeah. but. <laughs> Archaic. Yeah, so she takes the sweater and then saunters off to lunch wearing it. 
Yeah. Bold yeah. fucking move. Bold Another fucking character move. development point for Kathy. Uh, I love that uh, Buffy's going to get in line and sees Kathy and hides behind her lunch tray and yeah. cuts some boy. Super, super subtle. That is we exactly know. what I would do. Yeah, that, is, is. that is some prime Jenny Owen Young's <laughs> That there. is exactly what you would do. <laughs> not subtle at all. I'm very in line with how we've seen Buffy undercover in the past. Yes. She's, she's not. Very uh, smooth. Doesn't have the smoothest of moves. And yes, she's uh, standing in line with a boy, a boy named Parker Abrams. Yep, yep, yep. And he's got some helpful uh, strategic Tips? Of course he does. He's How a man, Jenny. Maximize. <laughs> Speaking of men. <laughs> While he's explaining how you can get three meals out of one dining hall punch, yeah, um, Buffy's like, "Oh, I get it. Then there's more money from your dad that you get to pocket because you didn't use it for meal punches. Because mm-hmm. dads are where money comes yeah, from. Yeah, dads are. It's, which is rude because Joyce is working her ass off at the gallery. At the gallery. <laughs> like, yeah. What? What the fuck, Buffy? Yeah. <laughs> Ball Buffy. Although maybe her dad is paying. Like for college, unknown. It's Dad's, it's is, unclear. Is is Mr. Summers paying alimony? We need to know. We would like to know. Probably. Probably. Um, child support and alimony and alimony. Uh, is, do you think it's weird how this ca- the college uh the UC Sunnydale cafeteria looks exactly like the Sunnydale High cafeteria? No, I don't. Just think the it's same architect, probably not weird at all. cafeteria architect. Do you think the same lunch lady is back there with her rat poison, no, just waiting for the right? No, she's in prison. <laughs> she's in prison. prison. <laughs> She's in Sunnydale Penitentiary. Uh, So, right. Parker Abrams, fine. Buffy's all flirting. He's all flirting. She sits down and Willow brings up a 90s reference here. What does she say? She says, he's a cutie patootie. Do you know what that is? A reference? No, that's a reference to something? Yeah, Jenny. hold Hold it together. Rosie O'Donnell. Called specifically Tom Cruise, but also cute boys, cutie patooties all the time on That's the Rosie like O'Donnell where show. where it comes from? I, I mean, I don't know if anyone said it before. Probably a person said that before Rosie O'Donnell. But like, I feel like if we were to look up the timeline, the timeline would match precisely to that being said all the time. Well, I hate Rosie it. Or, and yeah. I never I mean, want to hear Nobody it liked it except for Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Did Tom Cruise even like it? Maybe not. I don't know. We can ask him someday. Probably not. Probably we won't. Anyway, Xander's hanging out at the cafeteria because yeah. he's not getting fed at home. Yeah. Yeah, we're starting to, I mean, this is only episode two, but we're like learning a lot about Xander paying rent, Xander not being able to eat food in his own house without paying for it. Like we picked up some of these hints earlier in the series, but I think we're learning a lot about Xander's home life uh, in this season specifically. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great. Xander and Oz have a... Xander and Oz have a couple cute moments in this episode. Uh, First one being here. I think this is very nice where they like... They start by talking about how this conversation that Parker has had is a drive-by where like you say something real good and then you run away before you fuck it up (laughs) so Mm -hmm. that you leave the person wanting more, which is cute. And then they like have this tag team moment where Xander's like, well, of course he was like, whatever. He was hit by the buffinator. And then... Oz pings it back with like, yeah, he'll be he'll back. Be back. Sure. Right. Uh-huh, uh-huh, Which is just uh-huh. like, I don't, I think it's very nice to see two men supporting their female friend in a way that is not uh, of their own gain. You know what I mean? Right, like right, they're right, just right. building her up. Might yep. want, they want her to feel good. 
And I like it. I'm yeah, here for it. Yeah, and we're feeling good, and we're like, wow, this is great. And <laughs> yeah. then Kathy shows up. My next note is just in all caps. No, Kathy. <laughs> I have that note in my notes many times. <laughs> just, oh, yes. And we get one of, there's a lot of Zooms in this episode. A lot of, like, <laughs> really well-executed Zooms and also scoring. I think the scoring of this oh, is yeah. on point. Just, like, a lot of, like, ominous drumming and (laughs) (laughs) like drones yeah yeah and so right Kathy picks up the burger takes a slow bite and we just watch this ketchup fall so slowly into the weave of the sweater never to be that's never coming out it's really upsetting it's never coming out it's really upsetting Mm -hmm. but also that sweater sucked Yeah, it it was a pretty. So I'm glad that Buffy has embroidered sweater. It's like bejeweled. Like look, there's a flower on the yeah left breast. (laughs) Jenny looked at me panicked for one second before saying left. I was like bosom left breast, bosom left breast, left breast. (laughs) So okay, now here's (gasps) okay. Yes, Jenny. Are you about to say what I'm about to say? I, I think you might be one step ahead of me. Okay, go for it. Because before we get to, I think, what you're gasping about, I just <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk about the fact that this scene starts with Buffy on the phone with Willow, right? Yes. Willow can't hear anything because Willow's roommate literally has a rager party happening at all hours. <laughs> and I think this is just like, again... So Willow. Right? It's so Willow and Buffy that like this whole episode is about Buffy's demon roommate who's a nightmare, who's who's like fucking dropping sweat ketchup on her sweater. Meanwhile, Willow has a like raging party behind her and she's like, yeah, Buff, I don't know. Maybe you'll get used to it. It's okay. Like comforting yeah. her. Yeah. Just standard dynamic here. Not not much has changed in their relationship right. in college. Anyway, to your gasp. Ah, Kathy is flossing in bed. Flossing in fucking bed. Kathy is flossing. Do you know in bed? What comes out of your fucking teeth oh, when you fucking Let's floss? Let's not d- discuss it here I in can't. this sacred space. It's just upsetting. But just know that this is wrong. Oh, and we get, so now we're stacking, right? We're stacking these things. We've already seen many things from Kathy, but now she's flossing in bed. Then Buffy opens. Oh my God. The fridge. And everything, including every Each egg. hard-boiled Each individual. Egg. Also, where did she hard-boil those eggs at? Well, I'll tell you where, Jenny. Where? She hard-boiled those eggs in her fucking hot pot. Did you not have a hot pot? <laughs> no. <laughs> sure you didn't, didn't have a hot You didn't go to college with a hot pot? The fuck is a hot pot? What the fuck are you? Are you kidding? A hot pot? It's like a tea, it's like a tea kettle, but it's bigger and wider, and you can like make mac and cheese in it. Uh, hot pots were like it was like it was, it was like get here's the things you get for college like notebooks pencils pens uh tea tea what are those calculators t80 oh texas instruments yeah yeah calculators. Yeah. yeah one of those calculators you get a bin a little bin to put your little sh- adidas shoes in that you're going to shower shoes and your shower bucket to put oh, your shower things okay, in okay. and you get a hot pot and you also get a monet or a klimt I didn't have any of those. Uh, well, sorry, I had notebooks and stuff, but I didn't have like a shower bag because by the time I moved what? on campus, oh. we had a bathroom in the room. Right. Uh, and I don't. You think didn't have shower were... shoes. You just went barefoot into your shower. Yeah, that was probably a mistake. Oof. But I was only sharing it with one person, and oh. it was a brand new building. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny's really Justify. moving through some shit here. Yeah. 
Yeah, hot pots were like, I mean, we all had a hot pot and we would make things in them all the time. Not hard boiled eggs, but I imagined that that's. I feel like they were a fire hazard or something. Did they just plug in with water? No, I mean, I don't think we were allowed to have them because. You think SUNY Binghamton allowed them and SUNY Purchase didn't? That's right. Let's find out. Hey, Scoobies, listeners, find out for us the rules on hot pots in 1999. Uh, 2001. Oh, why was 1998? Maybe that's what happened. Maybe hot pots were like a big deal and they said a lot of fires. Anyway, then Kathy picks up her book and there's fucking gum under it. This reminded me of um, being a teenager, actually, the gum. Just like gum. Well, gum. And like, so I dated, I don't want to scandalize anyone, but I dated a girl in the <gasps> in the early 90s, in the late what? 90s. I dated a girl. Yes. Uh, her name is Randy Toll. Um, <laughs> not to name names, but her name is Randy. Actually, not her anymore. name is now Randy Evans. Yeah. Uh, she's married. So Randy and I dated and, w- you know, we also made out and Randy chewed a lot of gum and she would like we would start kissing and then she'd be like, hold on a second. And she would take her gum out of her mouth and she would put it on her watch face to save it for later. Ew! And it never, I mean, we were kids, you know? Yeah, I guess you're it, disgusting when you're a you're disgu- You're disgusting when you're a child, yes. And uh, it never ended well. It was always, there was always like gum on the, because you'd forget because you're making out. You're not going to remember that you just put gum on your fucking watch face. But how do you not learn? I don't know. Being 18, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Takes a longer longer right, cycle right, right. of times of getting gum in your hair or the, on the bed right, before right. you finally say, you know what? I'm just going to throw the fucking gum out. I can get another piece of gum later. Yes. Anyway, that reminded me of that. Also, the window becomes a thing in this scene. Oh, my God. Don't you think that Buffy should have control of the window that's on her side of the room? I do. I also think that Kathy could put a sweater on. I mean, she... And also, I think Cassie could shut the fuck up. Cassie or Kathy? <laughs> did I say Cassie? You did. <laughs> Whatever. I'm <Yeah>. upset. <laughs> Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Right, and then we go to the dream. Love, we always love um, a, a Whedon dream, you know? Sure, 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 they sure, sure, I always sure, do sure, them sure. well, and this is really creepy. Yeah, there's drinking of blood. There's a scorpion on the stomach. Yeah, there's the sucking of a soul. Very hocus pocus, if you oh, ask me. Yep, yep. I yep. Lo- I would prefer if it were Sarah Jessica Parker doing this and not <laughs> this glowy eyed demon right, personally. Right, right, right. But it's creepy. Uh, and so you know, then of course, what's Buffy gonna do but tell Giles, who of course is hanging out in the lobby of the college? Why not? Yeah, he's. <laughs> He already went for a run and saw his friend's new book. Like, what else is he going to do? <laughs> this is our adult friend, but not in a creepy way, yeah, says yeah. Willow. Uh, so Buffy 
first of all, Buffy's hair looks so fucking good in this scene. Like as a new blonde, I am watching Buffy and I'm just trying to figure out how she gets it to do the things that she gets it to do. I think that the answer is she has a hairstylist, but could be, uh, but I'm into it. And she's telling everybody about her dream. This is confusing to me, Jenny. Okay. Because isn't she trying to not have people know that she's taking Buffy's soul? Like, I don't, I just, I'm confused. Does she not realize that the dream is the ritual or what's happening? I don't know. Do you have answers for me? No, I think she's trying to like cover her tracks and be like. And be like, I had the same dream as you? Yeah, like the same fucked up thing is happening to me that's happening to you. She also says she describes the monster as a he. Oh. Also, does she take off her whole human suit and put on a cloak to do this ritual in the middle of the night? Well, right. That's the thing is the ritual really, is it really happening? Like she's really doing that to Buffy while yeah, Buffy sleeps. Totally. Yeah, it's, it is weird, but I guess she has to because otherwise Buffy would be dreaming that Kathy was doing that to her, which I mean, I guess would still not be a tip off because it would just be like, of course you're dreaming that Kathy's right. a demon. Um, but yeah, weird. It's, it's just, I don't know. I just, if I were Kathy, I would have just walked away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ugh, like not gotten involved. But, but of I course guess, she didn't. Of course she didn't. She is Kathy. True. Uh, Buffy is, you know, starting to lose parts of her soul and becoming, uh, something that I'd like to bring up here. Uh, she's becoming, as Willow says, a little Cordelia-esque. Yeah, yeah. She's getting kind of harsh. I mean, I said it because I want to play the jingle. Oh! A little <clears throat> Cordelia-esque. Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's just like if you think that the name Cordelia can be said now in this uh, television show without us playing her jingle, you are mistaken, my friend. Mistaken. So yeah, and then whatever. There's more demons chanting. Oh yeah, demons are chanting. And well, sometimes you have a fire in the woods. It's a perfect place to meet <laughs> up with other cloak demons yeah, like yourself. Of course. And uh, they're just doing some talking in their language. Yeah. And we don't know what's going on. We don't. We don't. And this whole episode, of course, is set up to make us believe that the demons are after Buffy because there's all this like, she's, she's the, the one. one. Right. right, right. So it's uh, like, obviously, we're all, if we're watching this for the first time, we're thinking like, oh, no, these demons are totally after Buffy. And Buffy's totally thinking it's Kathy. And Kathy didn't do anything wrong. It's just Kathy. Oh, uh, speaking of Kathy. Oh. Uh. So Buffy gets to the door, and of course we hear Yeah, and she thinks that the worst she thing braces she's, herself, right? Because she thinks the worst thing she's gonna walk into is the fucking same thing that she always walks into, which is fucking Kathy listening to Cher Ironing her jeans, but her no, legs. Parker has come over. With Ziploc bags for Buffy. And he's laying across Kathy's bed. He is. He's laying across Kathy's bed. And he's talking about. So Jenny noticed this line that I wrote down. <laughs> when the door opens, we just hear Parker say, a lot of popular artists don't get their due. Madonna and Whitney. Yeah. No, if there's if there's two artists that like not enough people have said enough things about. It's Madonna Whitney Houston and, and Whitney, Madonna. Yeah, Whitney Houston. Does so, anybody know how, who has heard of these obscure singer-songwriters? Right. Parker's really trying to get an in with Kathy here. Which, like, why? 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 Also, oh my gosh, when Kathy's like, 
we just got to talking and he's such a blast. She's like talking about Parker being great while staring into his face. Yeah, it's really a lot. It's, it's the worst. When he's like, maybe it's just the sweaty guys. And she's like, stop. <laughs> I... Like, my skin fell off yeah. from that, you know, revealing my inner demon. <laughs> <laughs> just just like that. Just like that wow. from Kathy. Um, my, yep, I have some notes in here. God, Kathy, you suck in all caps. <laughs> also, this is where, and I'm glad you noticed this, Jenny, because I noticed it too. It's where we hear Kathy say for the first time, it's share time, which right, 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 right. has to be a play on, on share, share right? Like, it's time to share, but it's also time to share. Right, right, right. It's time to definitely share. time to share. Uh, and is this where Buffy gets real mad? Yeah. Yeah, she padlocks her closet. Both of them are, like, going back and forth, opening and closing the window. Yep, yep, Kathy's yep. like, you're spoiled, share time, blah. Then Buffy's like, I'll show you share time, and takes Kathy's milk out of the <laughs> fridge and just starts chugging it oh. while making eye contact with her, oh. and it's, like, going down the sides of her face, uh. presumably into the carpet where it will become disgusting old dairy. Milk. Oh. Warm milk that will smell bad oh so bad oh it's like you can see it going into her shirt Ugh. and it's just like you know there's not a washing machine like you gotta like she's a college student so she's probably gonna put it in her laundry pile and she's probably not gonna do the laundry right away and it's probably gonna smell really bad Ugh. so like you really didn't hurt anyone but yourself Buffy no you really should think these things through you know well, she, I think she hurt Kathy a little bit oh but yeah it's true <laughs> Kathy's like, my milk. So Oz and Willow have a conversation where Oz is like, I can braid Buffy's hair for you while you study. It's totally fine. Then Oz is walking to do this thing, support, you know, support Willow and helping Buffy. Right, right. But Jenny, he... He makes some meaningful eye contact with, a, with, a, with some rando girl we've never seen. We've before. never seen her before, hmm. and we don't know what that's about. So, we'll but, just... and then immediately after that, we see three of those ski mask military guys mm. uh, sh- shuttling through the bushes. Right. There's a lot of like little things here that we don't have the answers for. You know. True. So anyway, yeah. Then we get Oz and Buffy time. Have we ever <laughs> gotten Oz and Buffy time before since, like, she was a rat and then needed clothes? Like, yeah, have, man, I don't know. Have they had any quality time? I don't think so. Me either, because it's very bizarre to, like, see them talking. And they, yes. they, you can tell that they feel, as characters, a little odd. Yeah, yeah. Sharing with each other. and But Buffy also needs to vent. Vent so. and, and kick the ass of the bench. She kills the bench. She kills the bench. <laughs> she calls Kathy the Titanic. And a crawling black cancer. (laughs) Just heads up. It's like, I know that like part of the plot line is that Buffy is losing like parts of her soul. But I have to say that having a roommate who's this passive aggressive would just do this. Even if you had all of your soul. Totally. Like the the grading. Oh, they do it so well, too. But the grading experience of having to have someone who does horribly annoying things and who is passive aggressive over and over again really would make anyone lose it. Break a bench in half. Yeah, totally. You know, which is why, like, I know that the Scoobies are concerned about her, but I do feel like they're a little over concerned. Until she says, I'm going to kill her. I feel like, like, <laughs> yeah. Oz's look at the end of this scene is like, oh no, Buffy has lost it. It's like, <laughs> isn't she? I think she might just be really annoyed. <laughs> like, I well... think. Well, she's a slayer. So, like, she's annoyed she breaks a bench. Yeah. That's just me. And then. Then. No, I don't even know. <gasps> this, <gasps> this is the worst one for me. The toenails. It's worse than floss? Yeah. because I mean, I think that if it was just on paper, flossing in bed or toenails in bed, I would like maybe have a back and forth. But the way this scene with the toenails is done, 
where we like follow the swooshing through the air toenail oh. as it like ricochets and then falls to the ground. It's just like really bad. It's really bad. It's really bad. You don't do this. If you are a new college student, please, please know that in the book of etiquette of how you be a roommate, you don't sit on your bed and cut your fucking toenails willy nilly. And if you're going to do it, do it when nobody is there and then pick up the toenails. Please, please don't do that. Leave them on the ground and then peel your hard-boiled egg with your name on it. Oh God! And then I love how like, it's like Buffy some weird backwards kind of Easter in that room. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> Buffy turns out the light, and we have to assume that Kathy's just eating her egg in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice that on any of my viewings that Kathy was just egg eating in the dark. Also, um, something that was pointed out to me, Jenny, is that Buffy, when the noise of the toenail clippings gets too loud, she pulls out her earmuffs oh yeah yeah. (laughs) it's like (laughs) southern california staple (laughs) right (laughs) they're just like they're just there you know it's october it is october i guess it gets chilly it does get chilly here um but yeah i don't know about having earmuffs at the ready your phone headphones but earmuffs is a funny choice uh so then Clicking up the scale of, like, ratcheting up the scale of annoyance. Now Kathy is talking to Willow, which is, like, the ultimate. Oh, wait, but there was another demon dream. Just oh, there was another demon. I'm sorry. Please, please get and, into it, Jenny. I mean, it's just, like, there's added, like, there's blood letters on Buffy's stomach or whatever. Right. There's just, like, a little more. And then Ka- uh, Buffy wakes up and sees Kathy having a nightmare. And then she wakes up. Right. Interesting. So, but right, but so Kathy was just pretending and then hopped into bed, and and like that's that's really what's happening here. The the dream isn't happening, and I'm just I'm really really moving for the dream to be happening, yeah. or the ritual to be happening in the dream. But I guess it's not uh, unknown. Well, they are trans dimensional demons. Are dreams a, a dimension? Yeah, could they be totally? Then maybe that's what's going on, and that, that's why she's like her true demon self within the dream. Because um, right, because if she had just hopped back into bed, how'd she get her face back on? You know, well, it's, it's like a Mrs. Doubtfire. Like the, but it's the just... dream happened in the middle of the night. You know, okay. and right, and when Buffy wakes up, it's sunny. Okay, but also it could just be happening in the dream realm. Right. Whatever. We, there are a lot of unanswered questions. I have a lot of other unanswered questions okay. that I have later. saved for the end. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, okay, so the dream happens, then we go to the right. hallway. Buffy catches Willow, talking to Kathy. I, Willow getting caught in anything uncomfortable <laughs> is always enjoyable. She, like, does this little head shake of, like, like she's trying to, like, shake herself out of the moment. Just, like, yeah, like, yeah. if she yeah. shakes her head enough, everyone will go away. Yeah. Uh, but this is, you know, when you have, when you're dealing with a person that you don't like and who's getting under your skin... When you see your best friend talking to them, it is a very unnerving thing because you suddenly are like, am I right? Like, is she going to take her away from me, too? Uh It's very threatening. So that's what happens here. Also, what the fuck outfit is Buffy wearing? She is ready to go into Jurassic Park. What is she wearing? She's wearing like a tan button up shirt, but it's like tied. Oh, right. And like a a long skirt. skirt. She's like, it's Safari Buffy. Right. right, right, What we're dealing with here. Um, and, And so, you know, she's. Kind of at the edge here. She's pulls out the toenails from her back. She's well, first used- she's like, Kathy's evil. I'm an evil fighter. I have to kill her. Right. Then she's like, look at the Ziploc full of toenails. Thanks so much, Parker, for the Ziploc bag. That I- oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Great point. Also, I love how she's like, <laughs> I picked them up off the floor after she <laughs> and I measured went them. to the bathroom. She thought I was asleep. <laughs> 
and yeah, right, measured the, them. The scenes we want to see are Buffy in the dark. <laughs> First of all, we want to see Kathy in the dark eating her egg. We right. want to see Buffy in the dark picking up the toenails. Yep, and we yep. want to see Buffy measuring the toenails. I don't really want to yeah, see that, actually. No. But. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and I love that Willow's like, better show those to Giles. And Buffy's like, of course. Yeah, what do you think I am, crazy? <laughs> so Buffy's off to Giles' house. And Willow calls him to give him a heads up. And then... We get this move by Giles, Xander, and Oz, who've decided that the way forward is to net Buffy. So now, great. I, it it supposedly works, but I don't buy it. I think the only person in this series that you can net is our dear, dear friend, <laughs> Detective Angel. We've actually seen Buffy get netted before. We have. Uh, by that, like, werewolf hunter. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about when we saw Angel get netted. Very, very effective to keep him down, you know? Jesus. Detective Angel. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Our good old friend. Good old friend. Miss him. I wonder what he's up to. I wonder what he's up to, too. Anyhow, um, (laughs) great line by Buffy, a line that tickles me. When they're like, something's amiss. And she's like, a Miss Kathy Newman. Something is amiss here. A Miss Kathy Newman. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. It's good. Kathy's last name is Newman. For some reason, that's like perfectly terrible. Right. No offense if your last name is Newman. It's only, it's strictly contextual. Newman is a fine last name. Although. Wow, Jenny. A traditionally uh, terrible last name in like mid to late 90s pop culture. What? Newman. Oh, Newman. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I uh, wonder. That's a deep, that's a, like a deep cut. I mean, it's not a deep, Newman isn't a deep cut, but like that would be a very interesting line. They yeah. were like, who else is annoying? Newman. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's too far. Maybe it just felt right. Okay. The only sorry. thing I ever think about when I think of Newman, well, I think of two things. I think of him in Jurassic Park. Hell yeah. Playing Newman in Jurassic Park. And um, also the scene in Seinfeld where, I don't even remember why, but uh, Newman is really hungry. Like, he hasn't eaten in a long time. And Kramer has taken to sitting in a hot tub for a really long time. And so Newman and Kramer are in the hot tub. And Newman sees Kramer, and he sees him as a turkey. Do you remember Uh, that episode? No, I don't remember that. (laughs) My strongest Newman memory is uh, Jerry dating a woman who is, by all accounts perfect and then he finds out that she used to date Newman and Newman broke up with her and that is the thing that breaks Jerry (laughs) oh Jerry really oof what a mess yeah he really needs to get his shit together anyway back to our series yes So Willow goes into Kathy's room and is like, Kathy, and another thing, you should stay away from Buffy. And sort of is getting a clue here that Kathy's not really all there. Right, 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 right. Because Kathy's talking some shit on Buffy in a way that's really creepy. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, Willow's getting that picture, and while she's there, Giles calls, right, right, right. Right. And he's like, da-da-da-da-da, this is what's up with Buffy. And Willow's like, oh, I just remembered. I love the... (laughs) refrigerator running i gotta go catch it <laughs> oh whatever meanwhile buffy does a great great move this is like oh, three stooges wow. right yeah here. this is so good they're like um i think i might not have tied the ropes the ropes are these are not ropes to tie wrists with the ropes are like four inches thick like yeah i've gone to a camp enough times to know that you don't use ropes this thick to tie wrists together well, you just don't jenny that's for those that's a shibari rope 
bondage thing well, that yeah, goes on but- at a camp. Buffy has superhuman strength. They need really thick ropes. I think you don't think that Shibari rope bondage could could have kept her wrists together? No, she's too strong. She's too strong. I thought it, I think it's the size Does of the it- ropes that are at ish- at uh, fault here. But I huh. guess. I, don't know. I think I think Xander just tied the ropes bad. Yeah. Also, well, <laughs> anyone when they're wants like, to believe oh, that. We gotta go, we gotta go check this out. They both just like it doesn't make any sense that they would both like approach her from the front, well, like right next to each other. Right. Well, they're know? trying to avoid her legs, so they're coming like around the side. Yeah, I just feel like they could have planned better. But I'm glad they didn't because it's a great moment when he when she just like bashes their heads together and is oh, like, bye. Sorry guys. Sorry guys. And also, amazing that she was able to bounce together the heads of Xander and Oz, yeah. who have such disparate <laughs> heights. She made it's it happen. True. It's true. I can't wait to talk about their disparate heights in, in just a moment, just a few scenes from right, now. Right, Okay, so, right, so she goes back to Kathy's room, and this scene rules. Yeah, this is really great. It's really an incredible scene. It starts off with Kathy. Buffy. Oh my God. <laughs> Say each other's names. And if you're watching this episode for the first time, right, you don't expect this to happen. Like, you're expecting Buffy has lost her shit. She's going to go in the room. Poor, annoying, but helpless Kathy. And then, no, sorry, but fucking Kathy just wails Buffy right across the face. Yeah. And you're like, what? After Buffy just, like, kicks the edge of the carpet yeah. over. <laughs> And they're both like, oops, oops. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So this scene, this fight scene sort of like goes on and staggers with a couple of other little moments. Right, right, right. Uh, This is where I actually made the note about the score because like the scoring in the fight scene is really solid. Kathy punches Buffy. Kathy's Kathy's face. Oh, oh, yeah. Buffy rips Kathy's human face off right away. And it's like, I knew it. And this goo, this goo, you know, any opportunity I get to talk about Nightmare on Elm Street, I'm going to seize it. This goo reminds me of Nightmare on Elm Street 4, where there's a character who turns into a cockroach. Do you remember the scene, Jenny? No. You don't? I'm burying it oh, deep it's, in it's my It's such a good scene. She turns into a cockroach, and so she's like, she's like lifting weights, and like her elbows break at the elbow. Like they snap, and then like her arms flop off, and there's like cockroach arms that like gooey, gooey come through her. Ew. Yeah, and then and then eventually her face peels off, revealing a cockroach face. Uh, and it, it just reminds me, it's whatever this goo is, they use it across the board. Same also, goo. The, the cloak demons just kind of have a Freddy skin oh, that's thing true. going yeah, on. That's totally. true. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so then we get this beautiful little aside where we go back to the demons, and I I call this the Katy Perry entrance uh, that I feel <laughs> the demon like the right. demon was like down there, and there was like a bunch of like tech people like, are you ready? Are you ready? Yes, and then like, like <laughs> check the wireless mic. Yeah, <laughs> and then through the stage, our demon <laughs> enters through this demon elevator. Now here's a question for you about Kathy. I don't know if you noticed this, Jenny, but Kathy's face peels off, right? But also, suddenly, when her face peels off, she has demon teeth. And I want to know how that happened. Ooh. Because she has regular person teeth in the, re- in the real Maybe world. Maybe they're just, like, caps attached to the And they just, they just the popped off latex. with her face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And also, like, is it why Kathy is flossing all the time? Is she trying to maintain Ooh. her non-demon cap teeth? Unknown. Like, what? You know? What's Unknown. going on? No. It's probably enough time to talk about Kathy's teeth. Yeah. Then she explains the whole deal. She, like, ran away from her dimension to go to college. Of course. <laughs> uh, and matriculated at UCSD. <laughs> and 
oh, and she's been sucking Buffy's soul in order to uh, throw the guys who are chasing her off her scent. Yes. Because uh, they're just going to take the person without the soul. So she's like, good they're going to take you. Isn't there. No, good thing. <laughs> so like, they're going to take you. And Buffy's like, great. At least I won't have to watch you floss anymore. <laughs> Ladies. Which, like, solid call. Well, yeah. Between a, between a lifetime of watching Kathy floss or a hell dimension, I'm not sure. We don't even know it's a hell dimension. It's just a That's different true. dimension. It could be, yeah. Another could... dimension. Another dimension. Why didn't they put that song in this? What song is that? What? What song is that? It's the Beastie Boys. Oh, Intergalactic right, 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 right. right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Jenny yeah. just wanted me to do the robot over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is this all before? Because I, I don't have it, the order in my head, but I want to make sure we don't miss the part where, first of all, she gets thrown through the closet yes, door. Yes, yes. Okay, and then... And then I think my favorite part, one of my favorite parts of the fight scene is when Kathy's like on top of Buffy and she's just like slapping her across the face saying one with the word. Phone. Oh, with the phone? I didn't All notice. you had to do was write your calls. down your calls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's like cathartic as for anyone who's been in this scenario with like a really annoying roommate yeah it's yeah. just very cathartic to see them, like, to see them. yeah to just see them like get it the fuck out totally take also, it from passive aggressive to aggressive aggressive buffy trying to choke kathy with the sweater that she borrowed yeah yeah really great grab like in the in the one second that she was in the closet she just grabs the sweater meanwhile back at giles is yeah ah! yes i have some things here please jenny go cool well i was just gonna mention you know giles is like oh I'm too late Buffy has busted out of her ropes right and yeah. Xander's like why can't Giles have shackles like any self-respecting bachelor and the answer is because Joyce gave them to <laughs> Buffy in fan candy <laughs> to handcuff Ethan Rain that's why <laughs> it is true it is true we didn't even talk about the moment speaking of band candy oh boy when earlier Buffy called Giles out and was like you know I've already gone through one of your midlife crises and Giles was like that's enough young lady I kind of couldn't tell whether she she was like I'm still going ish from the last time you tried to recapture your youth. And she just ran into him and Olivia at his place in uh, the last she meant, episode. You, he I meant, think she meant, she meant Joyce. Fan candy? Okay, I think carry so. On. But yeah. I, don't, I guess you're, it's a solid point. Anything good. It's just really Giles having sex with anyone. Giles is really getting around these days. Uh, uh, don't slut shame Giles. I'm not. I didn't. Did I say it in a shameful way? I said it very proud of Giles. Okay. Okay. And also, like, I'm here, man. If you need anything, you know. Wow. Sorry. Bring that chainsaw. Bye. Okay. Okay. Bring so that chainsaw. <laughs> so Giles, uh, the thing that I love in this scene is Giles and Xander. You pointed out this shackles moment, but I love. There's like a moment when Giles is like, "Where's Buffy?" And, and Xander just like puts his head down and holds up the rope, the empty ropes, which I thought was really fun. And then there's a moment, and if you missed it, I think go back and watch it because it's real fun, where Giles physically picks up Xander out of the desk chair to get him out of the way. <laughs> I just, like, I feel like it underlines, like, the intimacy of where we're at in their relationship. Right. Giles is like, I'm going to pick I'm your body remove up you. and remove you from the, you're in my way. So then, right, then uh, Kathy's trying to suck Buffy's soul. And oh, my gosh. Wait. Yes. <laughs> At some point in the, in the scuffle, mm-hmm. Kathy's carefully measured pencils scatter across oh, the floor. Yeah. And Buffy's like, great, and just starts stamping on them. <laughs> so great. Oh, it's so good. And, yeah, and I, I love the, bu- like, Buffy keeping her mouth closed. <laughs> like, she's like, <laughs> just, like, trying desperately to hold her soul inside of her own body. It's funny that that's the only way you can suck a soul out of somebody is through their mouth. 
well, maybe it's just this ritual. Like that's but in Hocus oh. Pocus, it's the same. It's through their mouth. Mm. You know what's that all about? Akathla opened his mouth real wide. No, that's not. that was just a hell dimension. No, I'm trying no. to remember what it looks like when Angel. Yeah. Oh wait, when you lose your okay, whatever. <laughs> um, I just want. I think it's notable. Like this fight goes on for a long time. Kathy, yeah, we are led to believe is one of the more worthy opponents Buffy has faced. Do you think that, or do you think that Buffy is just so annoyed that she's like really having fun wailing on her, like that she lets mm. it go on? For, well, I guess not because she wants to keep her soul. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just, I, I think Kathy is str- as strong as yeah. we all feared. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, she's been listening to those divas for a long time. Yeah, yeah, Probably absorbing inner their power. strength. Uh-huh. Of, yeah, yeah. Uh, so then Dad Demon arrives. Uh, Daddy Demon? Daddy Demon. Da- Daddy Demon arrives and is Rolls like. Rolls up. Dad's out. Yeah. And and this is great where Kathy is like, "I'm you treat me like I'm 900 and I'm 3,000, Dad. <laughs> Uh, and then we get to my other favorite Xander and Oz moment where they like walk in together, Xander behind Oz, and they see the demon and then they shrink back into the corner yes. where Xander fully spoons Oz. They yes. like just they just like fit together like a couple of little nesting dolls. Yep, yep, yep. And I'm here for it, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Very pro that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, of course, Dad opens an interdimensional portal in the floor. Yep. Uh, this would have been a perfect cue for intergalactic oh. but- Okay. I'm <laughs> saying they missed a missed an opportunity. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Maybe that came out a year later. Maybe that came out in 2000 or something. Could be. Yeah. Okay. So then everything is back to normal. Sort of. Is it? Yeah. Buffy has a, an opening and Willow really needs to get out of her current living situation. Why didn't they live together to begin with? Probably you can't pick your roommate when you're an incoming freshman. Oh. <laughs> you were so ready with that rule. You, Jenny just like pulled out her handbook, her student handbook, and was like, it says right here on page five, Kristen, you can't pick your roommate as a freshman. I love rules. <laughs> Uh, I want to give a shout out to Buffy's bandana. Oh, you mean her kerchief? Uh, well, I called it a bandana. I wore them all. Did you not? Did you never wear bandanas in college? Uh, not like that. I didn't. Well, she not has, like a. She has a lady. She's wearing like a lady bandana. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I too wore the gay bandana. Um, so that's probably the variety you were the wearing. Gay bandana. What's well, that? Well, you know, like you're there for it. It's a full, a full bandana. You kind of got to like, like a you're going to rob a bank. No, it's on like your head. You're, like, you're at uh, Burning Man. I don't know. I've never been this to where it's like Man. rolled up and then in like a sort of sweatband configuration. No, that's how you you do wear bandanas like that. <laughs> you love to. Wear. I forgot. Anytime Jenny's like, I'm going to clean the house. It's like suddenly a bandana appears from nowhere. How dare you? <laughs> no, I would wear it like Buffy was wearing it, but it would be like it's bigger. Like there were. OK, here's the deal. There were handkerchiefs that are squares that you fold into a triangle, you tie around your head and you use as a bandana but then once people started doing that like the limited oh was they like, made like bigger ones littler for, ones oh littler yeah ones. like buffy's wearing a littler one so it so right. you don't have the excess cloth to deal with mm, yeah. i never went that route i always stuck true bandana over sure here, um which i think was gayer of me i don't yeah, know i agree i'm assessing it myself but. definitely gayer it's also like a very big change of environment in the room like we went from share and a celine poster to dingoes 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 yep. you know we're yep, listening yep, to dingoes yep. we got a dingoes po- really cool dingoes poster yeah pretty don't sick. you think yeah i wonder if we're uh, permitted to make a dingoes ate my baby poster to sell probably I don't not think that jenny because you know why because jenny chill. loves rules. love rules uh you won't so, let us do anything fun <laughs> so th- mm, so then they close it out uh-huh. this is a really nice little uh, yeah. button on the episode 
where uh, you think everything's chill. And then Willow's like, are you going to finish that? And before Buffy can respond, she's like taking a bite out of Buffy's sandwich. And then it's like the... <laughs> Really intense zoom in on Buffy, who's like squinting angrily. Great squint. We get it twice. Do you think it's the, it's the same shot, right? She doesn't squint two different times. It's the same shot of her squinting from before. Is it? I don't know. It just could. It just seemed identical to me. I think it was like made to look identical, but, but I think wasn't. It was... Do you think they made her squint twice? I think Sarah Michelle Gellar was probably making enough at this point to be asked to squint, to squint two twice. separate times. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, though. It's a good uh, good little tag on the end. Yeah, really I agree. Fun. Very fun. Very, like, also, like, horror, horror movie-esque. Right, 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 Where right, you right. think it's over. But then it's but not over. It's not. Um, okay. So I have some pressing questions that yes, I've accumulated Jenny. over the length of the episode. Okay, great. Right? I'm here for it. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. First of all. So are we to understand that Kathy is the way she is, uh-huh. listening to the same Cher song over and over again, ironing her jeans, labeling her hard-boiled eggs, being psychotic about the call log, just being passive-aggressive and terrible because she's a soulless demon? Mm. Or are there some uh, demons of her kind that are like, chill? Right, like, is it a personality type of? Is it a demon it, strain? Is it denom- demonic to love share to Demo- that degree? Demonimational, non-demonimational. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the way that I would um, write the story, if we're writing the story, is that she, you know, she got out of her hell dimension and she gravitated toward. Like, I think she likes Celine and share and whatever because it's like la- It's like. Passion, you know what I mean? Like it probably- also, what if Cher and so- what if the real <gasps> subtext is that the divas are the demons? Yes. Oh my god. What if they belong to that same group of demons? Um. So that's something you think about. Yeah, I would like. I I feel the ties between like de- demons and divas. I love divas. That's not to say that I don't love divas. I fucking love a diva. If you don't know how I feel about Mariah Carey, well, <gasps> I feel good about her. Yes, um. But the anal anal stuff, meaning anal. Re- Retentive. Oh, so I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, in the, I don't know why she likes anal so much. Um, but yeah, like the measuring of the pencils and the labeling of the eggs. I'm not sure. I think that might just be because here's the thing is like these are things that I think happen to many people when they have to live with somebody for the first time that you don't. We all we all hit it different ways. And some of us hit it being like very like, how do I keep my things? And what if this other person is going to take my things? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think part of it is just she's a freshman, you know, and part right. of it is that she's a demon. OK. OK. So how come Kathy doesn't become less terrible as she gets more yes. pieces of Buffy's soul? I had this. I had a similar thought as like Buffy's getting worse. Why is Kathy not getting better? Right. right? Solid question. Right. OK. Um. Also. Does Kathy just have the CD single of Believe? <laughs> I think so. Is that what's going they, on? Like, I don't remember purchasing CD singles. That wasn't a part of my life. My mom bought me the CD single of Hero by Mariah Carey um, because she she believed I was her hero. Um, it was very nice. Very Thank you, Mom. That is very nice. Uh, but other than that CD single, like my single days were tapes. I had so many cassette singles. I bought CD singles, but only if they were like the special like Japanese import that had like oh, unavailable B-sides. Brother. What? Of course you did. Because otherwise I would just have the full album that had the, you know what I mean? Oh my God. Eh. 
when I first met Jenny, you, okay. When I first met Jenny, she uh, taught me the ways of an album. Like you were very upset with me in the beginning because I would like listen to it, and you were like, um, "An artist makes an album because they want you to listen to the full thing." And I was like, "Oh, sorry." No, I, I like actually I say it facetiously because that's where, that's the tone we were in. But I actually am very appreciative for the knowledge, and I have listened to music very differently. But like, of fucking course, you were buying like the Japanese edition singles. Uh and. Anyway, oh, it's once a music nerd, always a music nerd. True. It's your true roots. This reminds me of this weird phenomenon in the 90s. I don't know if you ever encountered this. Okay. I would there would be the the rack in like the wall or Sam Goody or whatever yeah, of yeah. the like CD and cassette singles, mm-hmm. right? And there would be, oh my God, there would be the single for Love Fool uh-huh. by the Cardigans. And then right next to it, because of the alphabet, there would be the CD single by a band called The Comfortable Sweaters. And the song was called, like, I'm you've, a Love Idiot or something. I think you've talked about this on the podcast really? before. Yeah. or I How mean, embarrassing. Well, it just, it seemed, it's a thing you've told me, and I feel like you've said it animatedly enough for me to believe that it was on the podcast, where, like, because uh, I did not, I do not remember this at all. I, I well, don't. you weren't scouring the CD and cassette single wall at uh, your at local Sam record Goody. store, but... But I sure was. Yeah. And I, like the, I don't know how long this went on for, but it would be like bands that would have like start with the same letter and be like close enough that like your mom would go in and be like, what's that <laughs> song by, I don't know, the Comfortable Sweaters? <laughs> oh, my God. It is exactly what a mom would think right? you said. Right. Yeah. It's like it's exactly that SNL sketch <laughs> about like right. moms trying to like name <laughs> celebrity <laughs> actors. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, my last yes. pressing question. Okay, yeah. Oh my God, this is a little deep. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, if Kathy had successfully stolen Buffy's soul, but Buffy eluded the demon dudes mm-hmm. and didn't get dragged back to their dimension, <gasps> could her and Angel have sex? Exactly. Holy shit. Wow. I think they could. I think it would be empty for him. Less, it would less be empty fulfilling. Sex. Well, that's why it could happen because it right. wouldn't be one true moment of happiness because her soul would be gone. So it would be dark, but they could just still, they could like fuck darkly. They could just fuck all the time with no souls. Just two soulless bodies banging up against <laughs> each other. <laughs> How romantic. <laughs> oh, that sounds like, well, okay. Uh, yeah. Good questions all around. I was hoping we'd get an orb of Thessala personally. No, you know, whenever I whenever we talk about souls, I just I'm always waiting for a good old orb of Thessala. Well, to look, pop or not pop every demon or non-demon does soul stuff. I know the you've same been way. really hard-lined about the fact that this is not a hell dimension; it's just another dimension. These people have their own ways in this dimension. Well, they who don't makes have orbs the of Thessala. Why is it okay for Buffy to just go around killing everyone? That's true. You know. It's true. In but- vampire culture, vampires aren't doing anything uh, immoral. They're just. They're just like a will. You, it's like, it's like a wildebeest. Wait, what's a will? No, not a wildebeest. It's like a mountain lion. Uh huh. Just like going about its mountain oh, lion like business. Yeah, right. hunting. Oh, that's kind of, that's complicated actually. That's complicated because I was like, yeah, but they're murdering people. But you're like, but they're just they're animals and they're just feeding off of other animals that happen. I mean, to be, we're all animals, right? That have right. Well. I don't know, Jenny. I don't know. Like, we're going to have just seven seasons of just wondering how to draw the lines around these complicated issues. And I don't think we're ever going to figure it out. No. But, but we'll keep trying. We will keep trying. And do you know what it's time for? What's it time for? Uh, it's <gasps> time, Jenny, to announce the winner of our first Sexual Attention Awards. Oh, my. And to nominate 
the next set. So why don't you play us in? Well, 865 of you voted. Wow. And the winner of the Sexual Attention Award for Season 4, Episode 1, The Freshman, is, drumroll please, Giles and Olivia with 45% of the vote. Wow. Giles and Olivia took it. Um, Second was Monet and Klimt, (laughs) 23%, almost tied with Buffy and Sunday at 22%. Only 11% of you voted for Xander and the Ladies' Night Club. (laughs) Fabulous, ladies. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't fit fabulous in the (laughs) Twitter poll. Um, But congratulations, Giles and Olivia. Your trophy will be in the mail. One to London and one to Sunnydale. Ooh, hot, hot, hot. Well, it's time for this week's nominees. (laughs) Brought to you exclusively by Jenny Owen Youngs. (laughs) Uh, The nominees are Kathy and Cher, Kathy and Celine Dion, Kathy. And hard-boiled eggs. Gross. Kathy and her pencil sharpener. Hot. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I guess we know that Kathy's going to get one one way or the other. It's really which other inanimate object or diva (laughs) will get an award. So check us out on Twitter at BufferingCast. You'll see the Twitter poll up the day that the episode goes live. And you can vote your hearts out, and uh, we will let you know who won this Sexual Tension Award next episode. But until that next episode arrives in your feed, my name is Jenny Owen Youngs. You can learn more about me and the hot, hot jams that I make when I'm not making this podcast at JennyOwenYoungs.com slash buffering. And you can always tweet at me at Jenny Owen Youngs. You can. And um, my name is Kristen Russo. You can find out more about what I do when I'm not talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer on my website at KristenNoline.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-N-O-E-L-I-N-E. That's also the spelling of my Twitter handle and my Instagram handle at Kristen Nolim. So you can learn more about me there. I do a lot of work with LGBTQ communities and their families over with Everyone is Gay and My Kid is Gay. I also just uh, recently finished co-directing A Camp, which is a really special place that if you don't know about it, you should. Buffering the Vampire Slayer is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at BufferingCast. And you can always email us at BufferingTheVampireSlayer at gmail.com. Yes, and if you want to support us, thank you so much. You can do that. And there's a few ways (laughs) that you can. Uh, First of all, you could go on over to iTunes and rate and review us. It helps people find the podcast, which is rad. Uh, Second of all, you could... Listen to our sister podcast, Angel on Top. Yes. Angel on Top just started last week, and they're going every other week with us so that you never have a week without Buffy or Angel. Yes. You get one of us or the other. So you could listen to them. They're doing an amazing job already. You could also um, rate and review their podcast on iTunes, which would be lovely. Yes, please. Uh, You can buy merchandise from us, as always, smashing the Demon Lizard Patriarchy and all sorts of other fun things. We added new merch uh, a couple of weeks ago. Diner mug. Yes. Diner mug. A smash the Demon Lizard Patriarchy diner mug. You can't buy one because I bought all the mugs we ordered. (laughs) We have uh, Just Keep Fighting tote bags and also a new color combo for the summer of Just Keep Fighting that I am personally very excited about. Mm-hmm. A little teal, a little uh, daffodil ink. Yep. Yep. Very yep. nice. Uh, and last but certainly not least, you can support our work on Patreon. Just go to BufferingTheVampireSlayer.com and click 
on Patreon and you can join us at the dollar, $5 or $10 level. You get all sorts of fun things and it's a really incredible way uh, to help sustain us and build community. Really incredible community over there in that face in that Patreon Facebook group. Truly. Also, if you happen to be in the New York area, please be advised, we will be taping a live episode at Littlefield in Brooklyn on July 8th. We'll be taping our episode for your favorite episode (laughs) and ours, Beer Bad. Listen, it's just like, uh, so I produce the show, right? And I'm looking at the calendar and I'm like, hmm, what are we going to do for Beer Bad? And I thought, what better way to celebrate than to all drink beer together? And if we're so lucky, we may just be graced with the presence of one Heather Hogan, beer expert. Beer expert, Buffy Buffy expert. fan. Oh, and she will delight us all, I think, with tales of feminist beer, which is one of the only <laughs> things that could make this episode really shine. Yeah, truly. It's going to be great. Anything we can do to make this episode better than it would be on its own. Yeah, it's going to be great. In our hometown, we're very excited to be in New York talking about one of our least favorite episodes. And hanging out live with some of you. Yes. So you can uh, find the tickets for that. Just go to bufferingthevampireslayer.com slash beerbad, and it'll take you to the ticketing page. Yes. All right, that's it for this episode. Holy smokes. Two in on season four. Wow. It feels so good. <laughs> Till next time. Uh, uh, woo! Kathy. <laughs> Labels are right, floss is in bed, borrowed my sweater without asking what the shit, she got ketchup on it. Kathy sucks, Kathy sucks, Kathy really sucks and I hate her guts. sections of my soul that she tried to keep while I was asleep. Kathy sucks. Kathy sucks. What the fuck? Kathy really sucks. Kathy sucks.
Hey folks, I'm Yen. And I'm Nat. And we're the hosts of Comic Sans, the podcast about comics for those who are sans knowledge. Comic Sans is a show for people who know nothing about comics, like me. And people who love them, like me, and want to learn more about them. What makes you an authority on comic books? I read them, write them, live them, breathe them. What makes you the authority on knowing nothing? Honestly, Yen, two seasons in, I actually know a little more than I used to. You're welcome. The reason for that is that every episode, I make Nat read one of my favorite comics, like Daredevil Saga or This One Summer. And then he tells me what makes that comic so special. And then I hear what Nat thinks, and I try to avoid a pulmonary embolism. While I actively try to give him one. You can listen to the second season of Comic Sans now. With new episodes every two weeks. Wherever you get your podcasts. You know, Yen, I think I know so much about comics now that this might have to be our last season. Nat, there will forever be more comic than you will ever know. What does that even mean? I don't know. It sounds profound, though. Right?